Hello, speaking of which, podcast listeners, it is the month of October. We are zeroing in on All Hallows' Eve, and today we are bringing you a night of fright. (laughs) Are we? (laughs) No, we're not, because I was supposed to, but it didn't work. So, (laughs) podcast listeners, by night of fright, I mean I just woke up from the deepest, darkest, inkiest void of a nap. And I definitely have one foot in the other realm right now. I feel so zen. Skylar, even if he takes like literally a 30 second nap or like naps for eight hours, he wakes up, wakes up, comes out, shuffles, goes, I just like (laughs) literally had the deepest sleep. I just entered into the 10th dimension and I just feel like I really went on a journey and I'm like here, but I'm not here. Like George and I hear him say that at least three times a week. (laughs) I wonder if my fellow Pisces ascendants can relate. That's that's what it is for sure. Can you hear Phoebe shuffling? I miss her. Does she hear me? Oh no, she doesn't hear me because you have headphones on. That little She she does not hear you. She does not hear you. She does not hear you. But I wonder if my fellow Pisces ascendants can relate when it comes to fifth dimensional naps as in like the second we the second we close our eyes we're not in this realm anymore yeah probably so interesting (laughs) so the reason that we are zooming for this this is our second zoom episode yes where we're not in the same place i think these are kind of fun actually yeah i cannot believe that you but yeah you are at my you're at my origin story place you're Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah i'm visiting my other best friend allison uh i got here on friday afternoon evening and i don't fly home until wednesday like around dinner time i don't get actually back to florida i have a layover until late late um so we've just been i mean we've just been doing puzzles and we've gone disc golfing twice. We've gone golfing once. All things that are like very cohesive to the pandemic lifestyle and social distancing. And things. But like getting out, getting to spend time together, getting to like just get some, you know. So what are your thoughts on Texas weather in October? So it's really like what I would wish that Florida would be because it's like really nice and sunny, but it's not fucking humid. I mean, right. it got a little humid today. Allie and I went and played a, an 18-hole disc golf course, and there was parts of it where it was like, it's getting a little muggy out here, but not like Florida. Not like Florida. So it's, No, not like swimming really the second you step outside. It's really nice, like, but it doesn't feel like autumn at all. It just feels like summer in Michigan. So that's that. I miss autumn. Like, I miss the fall of Michigan. If anyone is from the northern states at all you know what it's like I <laughs> so much but texas is cool they actually live like i don't want to give away their location but you were talking about the pearl for anyone who like lives near texas or knows about like san antonio and stuff like that they live mm-hmm. like, right across the street from it so it's like you can see you can see that little area from where we're at oh my god so that's yeah. a beautiful area yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I love it. I think it's nice. My oh. sister my sister lives right by there. They have no reason to not be best friends. I really? don't understand. So cute. I'll let mm-hmm. you know. Um, but so yeah, we did go to try and get breakfast the one day, was it yesterday, Jesus? What's today? Monday? Yeah, so yesterday we went and we were didn't really think about it being Sunday. So we did get in there and we were like, oh, it's kind of like busy here but it's all outside but there was a lot of people Mm. almost everyone had masks on which is good but still it kind of felt like a bit weird so they kind of got our stuff like ate at this table away from everybody and then like got got (laughs) scurried away yeah because we were just like i don't know but um but yeah it's really cute inside there and um we've literally just been watching friends and eating and like doing puzzles so we finished, I know this is like the most boring thing ever, but like <laughs> we finished our second puzzle today and second, third, I don't know. And then we f- were like, well, let's just start this other one. And we organized all the pieces, put together the border and without saying anything, her and I had this like subconscious, like, 
or like unspoken agreement that we were just going to make this puzzle our bitch real quick. And we just <laughs> like blacked out and did not get up from the table, not even to go to the bathroom, not even to do anything. We like didn't even check our phones and we finished that bitch in like two hours. And it was, it wasn't a little puzzle. Like we just, we just, and then we, and then we like finished and we're like, <sighs> <laughs> I don't think I breathed that whole time. Alive. <laughs> we just like, we're like, all right, cool. Maybe we should go outside now. So that's when we went and did. There was nobody on the course. We saw like maybe two people out um, at this course, and they were like a hole away from us. So it was pretty cool. So, anyways, that's what I've been doing. What have you been doing? I think I've blacked out every time you, like, since you've left. I have no recollection of what I've done. Where, where. Since I've been gone, <laughs> the nagging in your head is, like, there without me. Are they me there now? Like. I know, right? Where is she, says my brain. Okay. <laughs> where is she, says my brain. So I was thinking, like, you know, it's Halloween almost. And, mm. like, I am. We were in town two nights Did ago. you guys really? Yes, it was incredible. I had some plant medicine, as we call it, <laughs> with a bowl of fucking sherbet and watched Halloween Town and like my eyes were glued to the TV. I haven't watched Halloween Town in like years, years. She have uh, Disney Plus? Mm, I don't know where we watched it off of, but um, it was, it was so good. Marnie, I mean... It was so good. So I was definitely in the, the Halloween spirit. And it's Allison, so she's got her house all decorated cute, like, you know, Halloween kitchen towels and, like, cute pumpkins on the table and stuff like that. My other best friend is a Pinterest queen, so he's got it on lock. We could never. <laughs> I mean, we could, but, like... We could, but, like, yeah, no. So do you and Allison have any, like spooky stories together oh, oh absolutely like I could go grab her but I don't know she like asked if she could be in it but then like kind of like was like shying away from it at the same time well does she like do you have any really scary spooky stories for us I mean yeah I have a I mean I think I talked about it on my channel a long time ago but the yes we have a lot I mean her and I have been best friends since like 13 14 so we've been through a lot and we've both had family members past that we've been there in the room with we're extremely connected spiritually with each other and just like with our belief systems and stuff like that even though she's not like she doesn't read tarot and things like that but she knows astrology she knows her stuff enough to where we can talk about it mm -hmm. um and also she like <clears throat> so the one story i'm thinking about is we God, I haven't told the story in a while too, so some of the details might get a little mixed up, but she Well, this is for our pot this is for our listeners, so feel free to embellish. Okay. Add some details, you know what I'm saying. It didn't need to be embellished, but the, this it was just such a wild fucking you know you have like a day or two where you just feel like you're sometimes clicked in too much to like spirit or like synchronicities and it's it's almost overwhelming or maybe that's just me and I've like literally blocked myself from opening up to actually potential um but so she had to move into a house she was I don't remember what the deal was but there was like pressure on like locking in a house and she wanted a good location in a city near us so she could be close to all this stuff and like her work and everything so she only had like one day to come and look at it and she wanted me to go with her to like not only take a look at the house, but to like, she asked me specifically to like see the energy of the house and like clear. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. She agreed to this house and, but she hadn't paid, like she only paid like a deposit, but she didn't sign the lease yet. That's what it was. She paid a deposit. She hadn't signed the lease yet. She was really nervous about it. She wanted me to like come and see the house and like clear the energy, but also get an idea of like, is this a good idea or whatever? So I brought I brought, for some reason, I only brought like a rose quartz. I brought a Palo Santo stick and like a feather that I, in a shell, like I always use to like clear a space. It's just easiest that way. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think that's it. And just my attitude. <laughs> that she, would scare the ghost away. <laughs> he specifically asked me to come and like sense the energy and like clear. 
I was like on the way there kind of getting into the mindset of that. And I was trying to be really open about like, okay, I'm not here to like make sure I find a ghost or anything. Like I'm just here mm-hmm. to be open to see what's going on. And I, we pulled up and I looked at this house and I was like, Oh fuck, <laughs> this is fucking some haunted <laughs> shit. Like, ugh. anyways, we walk in, I'm trying to be really open. I, immediately don't want to go down like right when you walked in the back door which would have been like her front door the way she needed to get in it there's stairs down right to the right and it was like ooh, I did not want to be down there and then we went up it was kind of fine it was like kind of dingy felt really stagnant like if there wasn't bad mojo in there from whoever lived before mm-hmm. They did not have their lives together to where like they had good energy, energy. Like it wasn't, there was no ambition left in that place. Do you know what I mean? Big mood. But she, but I told her, I was like, this is good. Cause you can come in. You're super ambitious. You have vision. You know how to, you, what you want and what's going Like I don't sense anything super weird here. It's not the best place. Like you deserve better. But if you already are, you're just trying to get in a place, you're good. So we went into the two bedrooms and the one bedroom, I was like, okay, this kind of smells weird in here, but like, it's weird. Again, I feel like really thick energy. Like it feels like it's stagnant. It doesn't feel happy in here at all, but I don't get bad vibes. I just don't get great vibes. Went into the last room and we opened it up. First of all, there was like a fucking big stain on the hardwood floors from some pet, like either a dog or a cat pissed in there. Right. I was mm-hmm. like, it smells like yikes and she's like oh shit I didn't get to see this room when I came because the person was still living in here and they didn't let me go in this room I was like well this has got to get cleaned up by the landlord yada 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 and then I literally was like overtaken by fucking weird energy and I was like yo there's something in this basement and there's something here I was like, and weirdly enough, I feel like it's cats. Like, I feel like there were cats here and they were not treated well or somebody bred cats or they didn't know that there was cats that had like babies downstairs or like something fucking weird with cats in this house. And also like, I don't think that the people got along here. I don't think that the roommates, I feel like not only did they not get along, I feel like they literally hated each other. And there was like weird, like, so let's just clear it nothing super bad. Like, I don't feel like there's horrible stuff here. We just need to clear it. So I had stuck the rose quartz on the half or on the windowsill of the room with the pee. And I was like, I'm starting in this bitch. Right. And she <laughs> left some stuff in the, in the, literally. And I was like, happy and clear and neutral and, you know, um, and so I had left that room and Allie said that when I started burning, burning the Palo Santo, she's like, I feel really spacey. I was like, yeah, you're probably just like picking up on me, clearing the energy. You're more heightened and aware now. Cause I'm aware and you know, we're, we're clearing it out. You're, you're a part of this. She's like, no, I feel like really weird. And so I stepped out of the room. We were standing in the hallway and I, we heard this like little twinkling of a bell like a little ding-a-ding-ding, like a little cat bell. And we're like, was that a fucking cat bell? And and she was like, what was that? And so we went and like, she was like, was that in the kitchen? Like, I don't know. And then I literally felt a fucking cat brush up against my right leg. You know how cats do where they put their little tail up and they curl it and they kind of brush up mm-hmm. against you. And I was like, oh my God, I like screamed. And I was like, oh my God. And I looked down, I was like, I swear to you, a fucking cat just brushed up against my leg. What the fuck? Or did this? Did these people just really love their cat and their cat died in this house and that, you know, it made them depressed or whatever the deal is. There's a fucking cat ghost here. If that's your worst of your problems, you're fine, you know? Um, but anyways, I cleared the rest of the room. We left and she was like, this house doesn't feel good to me. And I don't know why. I was like, well, you you know, you, you already paid your deposit, but you haven't signed a lease, babe. You can get out of it. Like, it's okay. Like, well, I'll help you find another place. It's only a couple hundred bucks and maybe you can tell them, maybe they'll give you your money back. So I was like, just let me know what you want to do. I'm not pressuring you either way. I think you're fine in this house, but I do think you deserve better. Went to bed that night. 
and woke up and she called me and told me that she decided to um, let the landlords know that she didn't want to lease the house and she's getting out of it. We forgot to go in the basement and she told me, she goes, I just had the weirdest fucking dream last night though. And I was like, really, what was it about? And I had a weird dream too. So I'm going to tell you hers first and then I'll tell you mine. So she told me that she was in the house and that she was hearing little bells and that she had gone downstairs to see what it was. And the whole basement was filled with like mangled cats and like soggy cats and like, like malnourished cats. And they were like meowing and like hurt and like crawling all over each other. And she got freaked out. And so she came upstairs and then left the house. And there was the whole basement was like filled with cats. And I had a fucking dream that I was in the house and I was sleeping in that room and that this cat had woke me up and it was like a ghost of a cat. And there was this rose quartz that it was like, that was like hanging in the middle of the room. And it was like rubbing up against the rose quartz and purring against the rose quartz. And it was like thanking me for it. And I realized I had left the fucking rose quartz crystal on the windowsill of that room and it must have just loved the energy of this like loving happy crystal and it, I really feel like this cat ghost was like thanking me for it and Allie got different vibes but <laughs> yeah um she got the downstairs vibes <laughs> yeah felt good about the house either but like it wasn't it wasn't the worst house I've ever felt um but that's something that the first thing that came to mind with her and I because I know it's nothing like super scary but it was absolutely paranormal and like we didn't really have to talk about it we kind of both knew that it was like a cat which was fucking weird anyways so you've got me thinking about all of the toxic sludge yeah. that I've left in all of my previous living spaces <laughs> because um I feel like once I start to tune myself in if I want to it's not just about the energy of like people who have crossed over like I can tune Mm -hmm. myself into just general energy or Mm -hmm. you know it didn't have to be like a ghost in the house it was more so like what are the vibes of this place who are the people that just left their imprint on it and you're a sludge (laughs) I'm imagining like that apartment I lived in Christian for a long time. Yeah. I'm imagining like a like a oh witchy girl coming in and just be like <laughs> gay men fought here. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I sense something. Oh it's <laughs> cologne gel. Oh wow. Oh no. It stinks in here. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Or, or instead of feeling cats, it's like it's, it's a hamster. Yeah. Where they just hear a wheel spinning all night. <laughs> You have, have you ever had, um, I have like a ton of ghost stories and I've told some of them mm-hmm. on my channel before in like the most stereotypical way. I, I have an animal ghost story that I don't actually remember happening to me, but was told so, happened to me. So when I was little, my mom told me that one day I was in the garage just chilling because you know, I'm strange man oh my God, you're dwelled in the garage it was so crazy was so, so rebellious so rebellious you know me just playing with my power tools okay <laughs> i'm sure you were so my mom said i went inside and got her and i was like mom a dog came to see us yeah. in the garage i was like you want to come pet it i don't know whose dog it is come look at it so she said i went and got her and br- you think um, this was in, like, before I even moved to Austin. So I was probably in, like, third grade. I was in, like, elementary school. Like, oh. really, really young. Like, second grade, maybe. Okay, so I went and got my mom. Young, okay. I mean, that's very young. And so I, <laughs> so I brought her outside to see this dog. And yeah. she said, I was like, you see it? And there wasn't anything there for her. She oh. said she couldn't oh, see it. No. She said that I could see also- it. Also... That, that, that 100% sounds like something I would do for attention. I'd be like, don't you yeah, see it? Exactly. I was going to say. 
Grandma's over there in the corner. <laughs> Grandmas are alive, Skylar. Are you okay? Oh, I thought well, the other one. <laughs> like, Isn't that weird? Do you see Charlotte's web up in the corner? <laughs> She's spelling out something. What is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... That was, uh, do you, wait, do you have any stories that people, like, from childhood that people told you happened to you, but you don't remember? I, yes and no. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to ask my mom. I, I feel like at one point she told me that, like, I was, maybe yeah, this is a lie, but I don't know. I feel like it's um, <laughs> I feel like at some point, either my mom or my grandma or somebody in my family had told me that I had, like, talked to somebody, like, either said their name or, like, I was saying, like, talking in my crib as if I could see someone. And I feel like my, I feel like my mom told me this. And I feel like my mom said that it was, like, maybe, like, a, she thought it was, like, a grandma or, like, her grandma or something like that. But... I have no details, no recollection. That's the only thing from childhood that I remember. I also haven't really asked, which is weird. Like, I, I never really asked. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I've never asked, because I feel like my mom would be so down to just talk to me about it. So, like, the difference between you and me in the crib is you're in the crib talking to ghosts, and my mom said that I would sit in my poop and not cry and just stare at the wall for an hour. Ew. I was like, yeah, it's a, I don't know, and then the thing, mom, she says hi, or whatever, you know, like, and you're just like. Nothing has changed. I was literally too late, too lazy to cry for help for my poop. You didn't want to inconvenience anyone to have to. I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. Like, I was like, it'll go away. My poopy pants, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I screamed if, like, my tag on any clothes, like, even kissed my skin at all. It was, mm -hmm. So, um, okay. my coworker. You, okay, hmm? I was gonna ask you, like, have you ever had any experience with any energy that felt not good? Like, really? Because there's a lot of times where I felt things that made me really uncomfortable, but I feel like I felt uncomfortable because I felt uncomfortable and not because it was a negative entity or I'm not even talking like demonic, but maybe like a really heavy energy, you know, that mm. feels really difficult. Have you mm. had? Have you had any experiences with that? Yes. When I first moved to Michigan, I... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was you. You were the bad energy. The black thing over you. <laughs> so when I first got there, I went on a date that I, with this guy I met from Grindr. So step one... Did I know about this? Um, I don't know. I don't think I mentioned it to you because it was like whatever i it was more upon like recollection that this was a spooky event if that okay. makes sense okay yeah 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 so i mean so step okay for all my gay men out there if you want to have a paranormal encounter step 1 grinder uh, <laughs> detroit <laughs> step 2 detroit yeah so uh i meet this guy for coffee or something right yeah. and things are going well and he's a little bit older than me he's probably like 40 right so he has his own place <laughs> <laughs> I just love older men. What can like I say? A decade and a half older than you, just so everyone's clear. Just so everyone's clear. But no judgment. So, I just thought no that judgment. was weird the way you said it. So he lived, um, for anyone familiar with the Metro Detroit area, he lived in Centerline. And so I think it was, um, it's like this little square, like real close to Detroit. So like yeah. I go back to his house and it's an old house. A lot like, of houses in Metro Detroit, or at least like around Detroit, are like really vintage-ish. <laughs> yes, this was a really old house. Like it was basically falling apart. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm scared to go in here, but I'm going to do it because I'm horny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I go into this wow. man's house. And like I walk in, and it's like you said, it was this thick, stagnant air. And it was like a it was heavy on me yeah. and I was like I'm in danger but it's worth it <laughs> so um, I'm in this house and like it has really heavy air and um I he has like this dog that's like a billion years old 
<laughs> literally a billion and it okay. was so stinky it was rancid oh, rancid smelling oh, no she had she had some sort of skin infection and was very stinky and she was also blind and she had a little pee pee pad and she, she would go pee right next to it oh. <laughs> but not on it relatable yeah. girl relatable. Relatable. <laughs> i just can't i just can't hit the, my targets either yeah and so <laughs> and so um we're sitting on the couch and we hear like a thump upstairs and I'm just like, I don't like, I'm just like, Oh man, what was that? And he was not concerned at all. He was like, Oh, you know, it's just an old house, whatever. It, it does that. Mm -hmm. I was, I knew it was a fucking ghost. I was mm -hmm. like, I don't want to freak this man out, but there's a ghost up there. Yeah. And like, uh, it just had just the worst horrible vibes. It was yeah. awful. Probably partly him, probably partly other energy or like energy he's pulled in because yeah. of him. Absolutely yeah. partly him. I wonder if he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> no, I wonder if people like that are totally oblivious to their living spaces. Like he seems totally fine. But like when I walked in, I was like, girl, you live like this? Like <laughs> what is going on in here? Mm -hmm. And he just seemed completely oblivious to it. And I wonder if people don't even realize like the psychological toll that an energetically heavy environment is like imparting upon them. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like, it doesn't even have to be negative. If it feels real stagnant in a house, that makes me super uncomfortable. I don't know what that noise is. It's like some fucking little scooter or something that was super loud just went by. It's a ghost. Um, so what did, did you, you didn't say anything to him or? No, I just remember feeling like, I wonder so like also but like let's go back for a second okay. so like let's say you walk in somewhere and you are feeling something awful mm -hmm. i wonder if it really is the house or if it's a warning that maybe you're in danger physically right. right and that you should get out of there it's more like a warning from the universe i definitely feel like the more that you're open to like accessing that the better you'll find the way that you understand what those feelings are. Um, for me, it, for me, uh, okay, so let me give you an example how I knew it was, I guess I don't even really know how I knew. I just knew that it wasn't like a bad situation I was going into. I didn't, I, I knew that it wasn't like me. It, I knew that it was a literal other thing, right? Um, again, I'm not sure that, that it was demonic in any way I just feel like it was a really um not a great spirit mm -hmm. let's just do you believe in the embod an embodiment of evil so what does e like evil to me I see I see what you mean there's like different meanings of evil but like let's just take a step back and think culturally the general accepted notion of something disembodied and evil that has nothing but just the worst sludge of humanity manifest, you know, just pure Jeffrey Dahmer shit, like Jeff fucking some Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Yeah. So I like, I don't really know how to, to say it because I haven't really tried to explain it too many times in my life, but like for me, um, I don't necessarily believe in like a heaven and hell to me, heaven and hell is anywhere it could be in any universe it could be in any dimension and it is the representation of like pure love um pure spirit pure happiness and compassion and just bliss and joy euphoria and then any type of like what you would consider evil or hell would be um like the the worst sense of ego um because e ego can be good uh, in some senses but like just pure selfishness or jealousy hate or... violence aggression exactly thank you so i believe that if somebody lived in really embodied energy that is let's say like hell-ish on earth or even honestly in other like parallel universes it, i i'm not sure Again, I haven't really thought about this in a while, so it's kind of hard to like put into words. But um, I do believe that things can 
get stuck within the walls of a place that you call a home or a building, especially mm -hmm. in your mind and in your energetic field, you are associating a fucking border. Like this is my house. This is my border. There is energy in here. I rule this. I help this. I interact in this. That even on a subconscious level is inviting or not inviting certain energetic things to happen there you know, and then you leave, somebody else might come in, there might be some leftover from you, or you might change it. So when it comes to like entities in a house, that's one way where I can see where things could be there. Um, but I don't know, I, I don't necessarily even mean as well, where like when somebody crosses over, if it was a, someone that was earthbound and then crosses over, that if they're their energy is still in the house, that it also doesn't mean that they can't be somewhere else as well. Um, mm -hmm. I have, like weird ideas about that, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. I don't necessarily think that like if you're a spirit and I can connect to you and you are here and I can feel you in a house all the time that you necessarily are like in the fucking house mm -hmm. and your, your only place is in this fucking house. Like I do believe that they come and they can come and go or maybe it's a, um, anyways, does, is that, a, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a hard thing to explain when you don't like <laughs> haven't explained it before or in a long time, I guess. Absolutely. Um, do you kind of know what I'm saying though, or not really? Yeah, I kind of, so I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what you're vibing right now. So I used to not actually believe in disembodied evil. Yeah. Only because I, I think there was like a time period of my life where I was much more like love and light. Mm -hmm. Some people are just low vibe. Yeah. Um, man, you know, or like even these low vibes have the potential to become, you know, I don't know, just do yeah. not. I did not even understand the concept of evil. But, you know, it's weird. As I'm growing older yeah. and you live encountering with things. Yeah, living with you. And, <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, you know, like I watched a lot of true crime mm -hmm. and a lot of <laughs> Dateline and a lot of uh, stuff. And, missing and persons. Mi missing people. And also unexplained horror stories that have happened to people that make me think that disembodied evil mm -hmm. exists, right? And I don't think that they're, and it's not like it's something to be afraid of even. It's not, obviously I am, yeah. but I don't think it's like necessarily something you have to be afraid of. I don't think it's something that you could defend against. I do think that evil roams the earth in some way and do you think like okay do you have like a bible or do you have like something that you have that you feel like material wise that you feel that you've energetically bonded to either a tarot deck or a bible or a fucking even your phone or something and you have to think like if you bond to that material you're using it as a magical item as a magical tool you are mm -hmm. in your energy and your manifestations in it you're also using it as a tool for what it's capable of and i think it's easier for people to understand how your energy can become linked whether you're with that or with that item or not um, mm -hmm. it's used for something like that. Now think about living in a house or having a traumatic experience inside of a space and it working the same way. You know, you could use the same pencil for 10 years and feel really connected to it because you wrote your fucking manuscript with it. Or you can fucking watch somebody be murdered inside of a room and it was a 10 minute affair and you were never went back to that room again, but it was so monumental and traumatic mm -hmm. that you've now linked a huge energy shift onto that space um that's like i feel like it's like think about it smaller and then like pull back and think about it bigger it could be that way for like positive things and also challenging things or what we were what we're talking about in regards to like heaven and hell or evil and good you know mm -hmm. i ultimately don't think that there I don't, I honestly don't think that they're separate, but they are separate, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. it's hard I mean, you're right. Ultimately, it's all one, but, <clears throat> so I do have something. Energy, right? You can think about it as like a polarity of a magnet. You know, are you using the pure love and, or are you using pure hate side? Im Imogen sent me something in the mail. It was like this little Ooh. greeting card thing, but it, 
Oh. It was from the, it was, it, anyways, it came with this little like hand carved wooden cross thing. Cute. It's like very cute. Yeah. Anyways, as soon as I got it, I was like, this is mine now. Yeah. And like gave it all the good vibes. I sleep with it under my pillow now. Cute. <laughs> yeah. I sleep with yeah. It. So like. <laughs> I charge it with my like good vibrations. Mm-hmm. But okay. So this is like, okay. I, I'm just really fascinated recently by <clears throat> evil, you know. Halloween, scary movies. So I see, I think it's interesting that a lot of the time we chat about something horrible happening in a house and then energy becoming attached there. But uh, what about when it's totally random? Like, you know how like we have the concept of like gods, goddesses, Mm -hmm. spirits, um, archetypes, and they, um, I feel like generally we have like good vibrations about them. But, like, what about on the flip side? Just, like, these human archetypes that manifest themselves that are evil, right? Or horrid. Or, you know, full of anger. Like, instead of a goddess, like, a demoness, you know, that flies through your house one day and looks at you and is like, you're next. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you the story that I was thinking of. um, But also... I don't necessarily, I I was not in the situation long enough to be like, yes, it was a demon, but if it wasn't a demon, it was Mm -hmm. a very evil soul that had lived there or that was attached to someone that lived there or that had made its mark of an experience in that house or whatever the deal was. Again, I wasn't there for long enough to like come to a solid conclusion. I just knew it was not good and I did not want to be there. So I had this friend and we've kind of fallen out since then, but we're on fine terms I just don't really know her anymore, but she actually had lived. Is it because of the demon? (laughs) No, she actually had moved to St. Petersburg for a few years and I just fell out of communication with her. She had a daughter with her boyfriend at the time. um, And then they had moved back to Michigan and I really hadn't been able to like see her. And I had gone over to the house. Maybe this was before. Anyways, I went to this house. It was, again, in Warren, which is like a metro Detroit area. Not the worst place, but not the greatest place for me to be Mm -hmm. by myself. And so I roll up and I'm already, I feel like this is why I was extra alert too, was because I was like, I'm by myself. I don't know where I'm at. Like, I cannot get out of my car. This is not the good, like, not a good area right now. Like, um... There's just like a lot of drugs and stuff in that area that causes a lot of people to do like kind of crazy things. So, um, pull up. Um, I am sitting outside of the house. Like I parked in the street and I immediately felt like I was not wanted. I was like, should I not be here? Like, is somebody watching me? Like, I felt like someone was either watching me or like they knew I had pulled up and like, I felt like maybe a neighbor was like looking out and being like, who the fuck is this bitch or something like that. And I was like, I do not want to go in this house. Why do I not want to go in this house? So I get out and I'm walking up to the door and I'm like feeling my throat close and I'm feeling like really, really heavy and like anxious and upset. And just like, I am not wanted in this house. And her name was Katie, or it's still mm-hmm. Katie. She's not dead, but like she opened the house. I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> she the house. I'm standing on the porch. She opened the house, and she's like, "Hi!" And she like looks at me, and she said that I was like white, and I was just like staring at her through the door. And she goes, "What? What's wrong?" I was like, "What is that?" And she turns and yells to the back of the house where her boyfriend was at the time. And she goes, I told you she would feel it. I knew she would know he's here. I knew it. And I was like, what is that, Katie? And she's like, well, come on in. Let's talk about it. And I walked in the house. And as soon as I walked through the front door, it was as if I was walking through like a black doorway into a fucking house. And I was like, I do not feel like we should be here. She's like, I have my young daughter here. I literally, and I, and, and I go, and it's worse in the back of the house, isn't it? Like, I was like, I, how do you even walk down that hallway? So like the hallway had, like, it was, it was a really regular house. Um, I don't even think it had a basement, but like down the hallway, two to three bedrooms, bathroom, that was it. And they were all pretty close together. 
pretty standard Metro Detroit house. Um, and so she had her like daughter's room in the far right corner, her and her boyfriend's room was across the hall. And then the bathroom was like next to it. And I was so uncomfortable sitting in that living room and even like looking down the hallway, she goes, he literally lit. It's a, it's a guy. I was like, well, okay. So what the fuck? She's like, I hear him. I see, like, I feel him when I'm in this house. I feel him when I'm around my daughter. He's like super in her room all the time. And she's like, and nothing really bad has happened, but I hate this house. And I was like, at one point I was like, I have to go to the bathroom and I feel like I'm in danger going to the bathroom by myself because he does not want us here. She's like, I don't know if like he didn't like us at first and then he grew on us. And now he's like super, super protective of my daughter. But like, sometimes I feel weird even going in the room to get her, but I don't feel like she's in harm's way. But it was just really crazy. And that's a nightmare. One point I told, I, I had to go to the bathroom by myself. I felt like there were eyes. Well, also, I feel like once I had realized and she had confirmed this for me, um, I was like even more hyper aware because it just, I've never felt anything so aggressively not want me in a space. Like from the moment I parked my car in front of the house, like walking up was crazy. And just the fact that like I hadn't even entered the house yet and I just asked her like, what is that? And she knew that I had felt it. I, it was like one of the craziest things that's ever happened. So we tried to ignore it. We tried to whatever, whatever. We were just trying to catch up. And then I just felt like there was eyes all over me in the bathroom. And it was just like red and black in that house. Like if something bad didn't, like something bad happened in that house. I'm not going to lie. Or the man that lived there, if she's saying it's a man, who knows if it's a man or not. He did mm -hmm. fucked up shit or he was just like a not a good person. And maybe he thought he was trying to, I, I have, I don't know. I told her, I texted her when I left, like when I walked out of the, the house when I was leaving, it felt like somebody took their hands off of my neck and that I could breathe again. Like it was the craziest shit. I told her, I was like, I hope you know I'm never coming back to that house again. Goes, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get out of here as fast as I can. Our lease isn't up for like three or four months, but yeah, I hate it. So anyways, that was like the, I think that was, Yikes. I think that was the most intense feeling of like what I would consider evil entity again I didn't spend enough time in the house to feel like it was demonic of any kind um and I don't feel like it was like playing any tricks I just felt like it was very aggressive and like I don't want you here I want to make you feel uncomfortable I don't like you um yeah so that was that I think I've definitely told that story before some somewhere on my channel I don't know that is a nightmare. See, like, I wonder, like, does something like that have to have been a person ever? You see what I'm saying? Like, could it just be? Thing. That, because that, that you kind of asked me that question, like, what I thought about that. In that, mm -hmm. in that space, when I pulled up to the house, I felt like someone was watching me. So I instantly mm -hmm. felt like it was a person or that it had been a person, that it was at least a singular entity that had been here before or that was there before. It felt very different than when I walked into, let's say, Allie's place that she was looking in where I was like, I can feel energy of people and like I'm sensing entities of certain kinds, but like it's not it's not like when it was and then even walking up like i said walking up to her house like i felt like my throat was closing as if a single person had their hands around my throat and like i said as i left so it felt very different of like this was a person or the memory of a person or it just felt different it wasn't like oh this mm -hmm. is like bad vibes it was like someone's watching me and doesn't want me here that mm -hmm. is that was a big, like, very vivid difference, I think, to me, at least. So... Anything other, other, like that other than, like, your Metro Detroit hookup? <laughs> <laughs> With the bad vibes in the house and the sneaky dog. 
Um, so like, do you think that any, any space is reclaimable or do you think that some spaces are beyond reclamation? Ooh, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. What do you think? I think it's possible, not necessarily for a space to be beyond reclamation, but I don't think it's necessarily possible to totally claim a space for yourself, if that makes sense, especially if something has decided to latch. Okay, I I agree. Even because if you choose to clear a space, the mm-hmm. memory of you clearing the space is still there. So you still are aware that there was something to be cleared. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I definitely think you can shift completely a space or um, help a, a spirit to if it's if it's like an entity that you feel like is an actual entity and not just like energy that's been imprinted on something um or something that's shifting from universe or parallel to parallel or you know anything like that um but i was what came to my mind when you asked me that is like i was thinking of like those historical sites that they have right so like 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 when i went to see the cult like from 1890 and we were walking around the grounds and it felt alive and like really chipper and awesome like it had good vibes and it felt but like, alive but they had made it so that was well, so that's what i was thinking of like okay so down in detroit they have like greenfield village which mm-hmm. is basically like they have like old houses that people used to live or work in from history that they have like either you know they had up and brought to Greenfield Village. They also have made houses and things like that and brought items in and tried to recreate places. I'm really upset we actually didn't go when you lived there because you would have fucking loved it. And they do things like during this time of year, well, they have like everyone that works there dresses in like garb and stuff like that. So when you're walking around, you literally feel like you're in that episode of fucking Sabrina the Teenage Witch when they go on the field trip to Salem and they have to find out who's the witch. Anyways, um, like they have full rooms and houses that you can walk into where it's like, for instance, Thomas Jefferson, the, the room he invented, blah, 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 right? And you're seeing things and they try to like set it up as if they thought how it was set up. So like they're reclaiming the space as far as like how they want it to be seen as like historical monument. It's an educational place now. It's a place for you to connect with your ancestors and the forefathers of whoever invented things and the space. But, you know, it's their items. It's their space. It's their memories. And we're giving that more power. So are we actually like claiming it or are we just kind of keeping it alive and like so in that case i i don't think that you can totally reclaim something like that like if somebody were to come in and like try to now live in that room and reclaim it and clear it and make it their own because we have just reinforced over and over and over and over and over again that this space and these items belong to this person and that they are to be this person's space even after they're gone Like, Mm -hmm. something like that would be really hard, I feel like, to, quote-unquote, like, reclaim. And I don't, you know, because when you walk into these these rooms, it's almost as if you feel, you feel what they were like and what their life was like, because that's what it's meant for. It's for you to feel, like, what it would have been like to be in the room that, Helen Keller learned how to spell water or something. I don't know, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking of. What would you say? Let's say your life depends on it and you need to contact a spirit. What astrological placement would be ideal for contacting a spirit? This is my guess. Because it's gonna be a full moon on Halloween. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Are you saying like the person who's trying to contact the spirit or what astrological sign do you want the spirit to come as? Like, I don't get what you're No. So, so like, let's say, let's say I desperately want to contact a spirit or I'm really looking for a paranormal encounter. What in the heavens would really distill, like what, what in the heavens would really ameliorate, uh, 
So like, like, let's say it's a full moon on Halloween. Doesn't that sound like the perfect portal for a ghost to come through? Yeah, yeah. Like, what would, what would you say? Like, is there anything that really sticks out to you? Like, ooh, Jupiter and Scorpio feels ghostly. Well, like, I wish I had my ephemeris right now because I could literally tell you, like, where everything is. There's no... I, I like, I kind of see what you're trying to get out of me, but like, I feel mm -hmm. like it's a little bit of an open, open question. So, um, I mean, it doesn't have to be like based in fact, just something that like what comes to my mind. Yeah. Like what, like, let's say like you really, let's say you wanted to use the planet. Let, like let, me, planet? Let, me use, let me use like a process of elimination then, I guess, because let me, I think it'd Absolutely. be to be like, which ones wouldn't I call on first? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that I would call on Saturn first. Cause I don't think that that's, Saturn's main jam to do with the universe. I wouldn't even say to do with us because we are just little <laughs> teeny ants in the energetic field of Saturn. Like it's if, Saturn's world and we're just living in it. <laughs> I don't think Saturn. Um, I do think Jupiter would help because um, it will help to magnify and amplify and to kind of times 10 anything that you're trying to do. However, it will be stationed, I believe, still in Capricorn. So I forget about Jupiter, at least on this Samhain. Um, just, I wouldn't be calling on that. Pluto, I would say, is a great one. Uh, very spooky, very secretive, very mysterious, lets us know all it brings light to any area that has darkness or veils um it's it's a very intense planet so if you're like new and you're like trying to be like dear planet pluto let <laughs> me call upon my grandmother it will do that but it will bring your grandmother and it'll she'll probably be like right here in your fucking face and be like, <laughs> um pluto and also pluto will be still i believe in capricorn as well on Samhain. so uh, I wouldn't even say Pluto for this particular Halloween. Um, mm -hmm. So Uranus should still be in Taurus, I think. That might be a real fun one to play with. Um, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I, I don't, it's weird because I wouldn't really think about the planets in that way but mercury i think is going to continue i think it's still going to be retrograde so i think that that's the big like the sharpest knife in our in our um in our toolbox here when it comes to trying to connect so like a mercury retrograde a full moon yeah i really think um whenever you have mercury retrograde a lot of people want to freak out a lot of people don't know what to do with it they want to blame things on mercury retrograde which like I do as well, but just mm. that's easy. Um, but one of the greatest tools that Mercury Retrograde can give you is the ability to um, have conversations within yourself that kind of come to light more. It's almost as if those things that you tell yourself, those subconscious things, the volume is turned up a little bit more. So it's harder to deny or to kind of like put aside those thoughts inside. Um, and so it's even more important for people to like sit down, meditate or take time to like listen to their thoughts. So if you're someone that like constantly has TV on or music on or whatever, like give yourself some quiet space. And it might be a little overwhelming because the voices that you're drowning out are going to be turned up <laughs> more but they're there for a reason and it's really important for you to tune into them same thing with thinking about connecting with energies i personally find that when mercury is retrograde my dreams are heightened and are they're more vivid and i have them more rapidly or more um abundantly i should say uh, i find my meditations go deeper my you know, my deja vus are heightened, those sorts of things without me trying, it feels like it is more. Um, so I would say contacting spirit and stuff like that, use mercury. It's a way to communicate, but maybe that's just because I'm a Gemini sun for <laughs> and I'm a mercurial bitch. That would be my guess. I love it. I, I feel love like, it. I feel like people might think about more of the outer planets that are like big planets and things. That's like what I was thinking. Just because they're a little bit spookier, just those big, 
giant planets like floating on the peripheral of what we know of like the known universe it just seems ghostly to me you know about yeah but i think if we think about it like that it's almost as if they hold the keys to doors that Mm. we don't understand but like mercury is the keychain that holds all the keys and i feel like mercury unlocks doors because it is a representation of the ability or inability to access any information to get it from point a to point b whether it's listening to something and taking it in and then communicating it in your own way mercury is the brain the the sound the the sight the words and so being able to have those those senses um heightened or you know like it's almost like when mercury is retrograde you're given the rusty old key that doesn't really fit in the door but like if you kind of jiggle it a little bit you can kind of unlatch it anyways do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know that was kind of a weird analogy but um so weird i would also think i mean honestly this might just be because i'm again a taurus moon but i'm thinking more ways to connect with spirit and Taurus is all about the senses. So they're mm-hmm. very, very, we've talked about this many times before, very sensitive to the way things feel or t- uh, like um, touch uh, on materials or things like that. So I would say if you have Taurus energy, or I would say even cancer energy as well, I feel like takes this on as well. And you have old pictures of someone you want to connect with, or you have an old sweater, or you have something that even reminds you of it or you want to touch the walls, like Taurus, if you want to like connect with something, you would want to really put your hands on it or get your body involved. You might feel more sensory things on your actual body than you would like information like Mercury would. I could keep going on and on and on and on. So I'm just, I love that. Cause like, I was thinking like, let's say I wanted to connect like sensually with someone that's passed on. Like, let's say I had a lover that passed on. <laughs> okay. Let's say it was, let's say it was like Venus and Taurus. Ooh, okay. like, you know, like you could use that energy to like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> me calling in my sexy ghost daddy <laughs> when Venus is in Taurus. All the Venus and Tauruses are like, I am not a pillow pants. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone goes to check their charts. Damn it. I am a pillow pants. Damn it. Me. Literally me. <laughs> is your Venus in Taurus? No, my Venus is in Libra. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, wait, did I really just call you out on the <laughs> <laughs> hello venus and libra like doesn't doesn't that just totally make sense mm, okay and then um that's all the questions i have for you in terms of astrological ghosts do you like kind of agree with what i was saying about the planets so i mean i know you were saying like in your mind you like think that the outer planets would be more mm-hmm. but i would say i, would I see what you mean the planets to open it up for us i would say we use the plant we we don't use the planets but we can choose to tap into the planets mm-hmm. on our own and i would stick to things that are more the interpersonal planets to help us i think when it comes to people thinking about it that way it depends on especially for someone like you that's like maybe a little bit like more in tune with like the everyday spirituality yeah. like it makes more sense that the inner planets would be more associated with that Whereas for me, like if I'm having an encounter with a ghost, it's going to be like a life-changing, uh, big... You're dramatic. Yeah, full theatrics, yeah. The, the dramatics of the outer planet, right? Like that is the only way that I would feel like a ghost encounter should go for me. So like I never even considered using the everyday to connect to something that I view as so extraterrestrial you know what i'm saying that totally makes sense that totally makes sense and like if all the other signs out there are like ask like thinking like oh what would mine be like she mentioned like you know mercury and and then she talked about taurus and stuff like that like you know your sign you know what works for you if you if you're sitting back being like i wish that they would mention this one like just think about it like aries use your strengths you know like use pyromancy have you ever tried before just light a fucking candle sit there ask to contact spirit talk to a flame just don't even talk to a flame if you feel weird about it just stare into it your body what are you thinking what are the images that come to your mind are you a water sign stare into a fucking take a bath and stare into the water like listen to some trippy music 
put some rose petals or something fucking in there that you can just watch or just feel the water. Like use your strengths that you know about yourself and figure it out because, you know, anybody can do it. But if you're like, what do I use? What's my best tool? Like, you know what your best tools are. You can figure mm-hmm. it out. For me, I have a lot of mercury and I got Taurus. So I use a lot of things like material goods and I do a lot of writing. I do a lot of shit like that. So I wouldn't, Damn. I've tried pyromancy. It just, it's not my jam. I know I can't, can't get it to work for me. I also have very little to none fire. I mean, everyone has every element in their chart, but I have pretty much no fire. <laughs> the most fucking, fucking relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back. My Venus is an Aries, and that's a big fucking deal. So yeah, your Venus is an Aries. Oh yeah. Well, I don't have a single well, I'm planet very in any of the fire signs. So yeah. Uh, that's why I'm so chill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. We this is pretty long. Yeah, man. I think we fucking Open killed it actually. Like fucking astrology. So I just will never stop. Do you have any tea or we just talk about it next week? We'll double up on the tea next week. Well, we missed spill the tea last week, according to superfan Imogen Walters. And she was downstairs. <laughs> superfan Imogen Walters. So let me just. Cute. Are you only using your mug? Yes, using my tarot mug. Um, so spell the tea. Um... Well, I'm going to tell you about a place that I went while you think really quick. Okay who lives in the San Antonio area or can make a quick drive to it, I highly recommend going to Hopscotch. It was like the only place that we went um, that was like with people that were, but there was, they were really good. They limited it. You had to have a time slot. It's an art exhibit. We bought tickets beforehand. We had to show up at our time slot. And when we were done, we had to leave. We weren't allowed to like touch the walls or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's basically an interactive art exhibition that you if you watched my Instagram stories, you probably got a glimpse of. I'll probably be posting a few things from it because it was so fucking cool and so me. Um, it's called Hopscotch. Mm. And that is a Texas tradition. Have you gone? No, but everyone I know has been there. It's so cool. Well, I had a couple people message me. I had one person message me and she was like, I live in Texas. Where is that? What is that? Like, and I was like, it's called Hopscotch. It's super cool. Um, there was like a, a color therapy room where you walked in and the room was like circular and it just kept changing colors. So you walk right next to it, you go right next to the wall. And because it's like curved in your peripheral vision, you can't see anything else. So you just feel like you're in the color and it was just so cool. They had like meditative music and was really- Were you able to pick the color? No, it was just like slowly changing from like red to like orange to yellow. So it was like going through the rainbow basically very slowly. It that was, sounds ideal for you. Were you thriving? I was living my best life. Like I didn't really know what to expect. I knew it was going to be kind of interactive. She sent me like a picture or two. But, like, I, there was this ball pit that was not um, accessible because of COVID. Like, you're supposed to be able to get into these balls that are clear, but they change color because of the lights that's all in this, like, ball, huge, like, adult ball pit. But either way, they had, like, these mounds of these, like, orbs all in this ball pit that you could still look at because the lights were still changing, like, waves of color throughout the ball pit. Dude, I was just living my best (laughs) exhibition. And then there was this secrets room. Okay. So this was the only thing where you touched stuff, but there was a guy with gloves and mask and he literally had like bottles of hand sanitizer and like disinfecting whatever. It was kind of crazy. Actually, they had these two soundproof booths where you walked into them and you left a secret. And so you record a secret and you like get something off your chest and then they don't play it until a month after it's recorded. So you make sure that like, if you listen to secrets, it's not the one you just said right afterwards because they had these like telephones that were on the wall that you could pick up and listen to other people telling their deepest, darkest secrets. Allison and I spent like 20 minutes in this fucking room, dude. We just were like, <sighs> like listening to each other and like looking like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my god like this bitch cheating on her husband this it's, would be my luck this would be my luck right like, oh my god i can't wait to, i can't wait to go to the secrets room i pick it up i killed a man yeah right 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so, it's so, it was really weird though, because thinking about what some of the people thought were like the most deepest, darkest secrets, you're like, oh, bitch, that's nothing. And then other mm. that you were like, oh my God, oh my yeah. God, holy shit. Like, you know, um, anyways, so that was, there was, so, I could talk about this museum and maybe I'll tell you more next week, but this was the tea you want something to do it was really well maintained it was really well safe like it was super safe and time slot like head to san antonio it's like an hour an hour and a half to get through it it's super super cool anyway. i know that they're they're famous for having that room where one person looks big and one person looks small due to the yes. dimensional shifts yes. and then like that's tried to figure that out and like we read the fucking sign it was like put your camera in the window at the far top right hand corner and angle it and then have the person go stand on the other side of the room and like i took a couple pictures of allison that we looked at afterwards that look weird but not as like dramatic as we thought it would be um but yes there was like optical illusion rooms where like mm -hmm. it was painted like dr seuss and you looked like I can't believe I never got to go there, but right down the street from where you guys were, because I know where it is, a few streets down, there's the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. Oh, really? And oh, I, went, I went there, and uh, it is not as cool as that place. I'd say the Ripley's Museum is always worth checking out, just because I've been obsessed with Ripley's Believe It or Not since I was Okay, but who, what big. boy has not been? I know, I just like... My okay like gifted all of those books for like christmas every year like i still buy them for myself for christmas whenever they go on sale at like when there was one at uh wait i think maybe you got me one at meyer oh did i probably yeah I was always so triggered by like the fucking metallic green or like yellow binder that they had last year it was purple and i was like ooh. and um <laughs> i think you did get that for me for christmas i think i did and uh, so, look, I went through it, and I was reminded of my, my favorite story was this man was in this accident and had a hole in his head, and it was the perfect size for a candle. <laughs> and this was, like, in the 1800s, and he would wear a candle in his head and light it and go like this and, like, walk around his house so that he would have his hands free. It was like a pre-flashlight. Ew. You remember what I'm talking about? No, but Okay. Oh my god, okay. Maybe you guys will see it at the museum. That's the tea. That's the tea. And my tea is that I have no tea. Love that. Thank you so much for being here. I think this was like almost an hour and a half long from looking at the time. Maybe not. But anyways, thank you guys. Oh my gosh. I don't know the supporters list. Uh um, I'm just gonna oh, gosh, it's like Julie 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 C, Kate B, Teresa D. Rebecca. Phil Rebecca? K, Rebecca PK, um, Lindsay M. Um, say Phil, did you say Phil K? I did. Dominic B. Um, KP. SG. Um, Jesse, uh, Jesse H. H. Um, um, the new one, Karen. Um, Karen <laughs> R. Is it, oh God, is it Karen R? Um, and oh i know i'm missing like one or two and i feel so bad but actually the ones i'm missing i'm thinking about you guys the most because i am going to go and look at the list and send you guys all the good shit okay but i can't remember the list i don't have it in front of me i'm surprised that we remember the list from our minds i love it we're so mm -hmm. good Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. If you guys would like to support the podcast that you're listening to right now, you can head over to Anchor Platform, or there should be a link in, in the description box of whatever platform you are listening to this on. You can support our podcast for as little as a dollar a month or $5 a month, $10 a month. We don't have Patreon and we just do this to have fun. And it's super, super nice to be supported by people. So if you have a dollar a month, if you have $5 a month, we really appreciate it. Um, even if you just give this a listen and share it on Instagram or with your friends or you just listen to it and giggle in your car, we love you and appreciate you. And we hope that you have a beautiful week. Agreed. That's it. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.